Do not attempt to adjust your monitor or sound settings. Do not attempt to shut your computer down. This is not a test. We are controlling the transmission. You are currently listening to the greatest retro game podcast on the internet. There is no escape. Sit back, relax, and allow our critique of retro video games to fill your ears and consume your mind. We are the Redleaf Retrocast. Resistance is futile. Canada. Hello. I'm your host, JD, of the Red Leaf Retrocast, Retro Gaming Edition here. I'm your host, and uh, joined by fellow Canadian, <laughs> like I'm Canadian, <laughs> Colin, how you doing? How's it going, eh? How's it going, eh? Did you get your uh, maple syrup? I did, and my Tim Hortons coffee. Oh, that shitty shit. <laughs> <laughs> it seems my igloo is melting because it's raining right now. Pretty bad. <laughs> Oh, no. And we're also joined here by Connecticut native Kevin. Y'all racist. <laughs> Stereotypes. They're a thing. Is Canadian a race, actually? I just thought about that. I mean, as much a race as being American is, I suppose. You goddamn white privilege, I knew it. Ha. Huh. <laughs> Uh, we got a fun episode today. It's episode 39, titled, These Are 90s As Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Theme was my choice, and uh, it was kind of a tandem choice, because Kevin and I were talking post-cast, and we're like, we want to play these games. How are we going to pick a theme to play these games? <laughs> so that's what we came up with. We got some topics here, uh, a little more Anthem, Google controller leak, Sonic live action uh, character models uh, that are live six talk. Uh, our main topic was uh, came up by Kevin, uh, how emulation has improved gaming. And then we're getting into our six games uh, that are basically kind of, when you look at these, you go, yeah, 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I think it started out as we were trying to find gross 90s games. We got to one and they were like, oh, this is a lot harder than we thought. Yeah, maybe not gross, but it was definitely... I mean, we could easily pick all these games based on, a, a, like, TV shows of the 90s. Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life, those kind of games. Yeah, yeah. But uh, these... I, th I think the six games we, we chose were, were pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> a good variety of what, was repre what represents the 90s. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, quick announcement, oh, no. just to continue, get this out of the way. Ooh. We got another contest going on, boys. We do. Yeah. Did I win? Uh, this one. Excuse me. Did I win? No, you didn't. <laughs> oh. If you are an anime fan, this is also coming from the anime cast. Definitely. If you're an anime fan and uh, you would be interested in winning a gift card to a streaming service for a few months, and you're a new listener, 
leave us a nice little iTunes review, Redleaf Retrocast. Hit us up with the hashtag, Redleaf Retrocast. It is a gift card to High Dive, and we'll be announcing the winner just before the next new spring season starts. If you're a uh, listener who's already left a review, just give us a light, nice little screenshot. I know who you are. So there you go. You want that High Dive gift card? Just enter. Leave us a nice little iTunes review. Cool. Yeah. You guys aware of High Dive? No, Heard of it? Never. Okay. No. Well, it's kind of a newer streaming service for anime, mm. uh, seasonal stuff and the like. has a good little library. Nice. And, uh, yeah, High Dive was uh, kind enough to give us a nice little gift card to give away to our listeners. Very cool. Yeah. Sorry. Alrighty. And with that, what are, what has everybody been playing oh in boy. between the cast? Oh That's boy. not podcast related, of course. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Kingdom Hearts 3, I finished completely. God, Are you satisfied? God damn it, Tetsuya Nomura. <laughs> I mean, Purposely, uh, purpose cliffhanger for Kingdom Hearts 4? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God. I mean, I'll, I'll try not to spoil it for the audience, although you guys already know because I bitched about it offline. New Mickey, Basically, the Mickey one big game. thing I wanted to happen... <laughs> didn't happen what did you want to happen i wanted sora and kairi to kiss they did uh, not of course not well let me let me guess it was they were they were just about to do it then like donald duck got involved and was like sora we gotta go he's like okay <laughs> not quite it's more like Actually, I shouldn't. I don't want to. Nah, you shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't spoil for those who have who are still in the midst of playing it. Mm-hmm. The few. I, I bet I'm. Few I bet I'm remain. close. I bet I'm close. <laughs> Curse. There's one other complaint I have that I didn't mention. Okay. Uh, where are all the Final Fantasy characters? Literally, the only one that shows up in this game is a Moogle. Nobody else. The Kingdom Hearts Where's... dumped the Final Fantasy thing a while ago, I thought. Nah. Uh, well, well, Dream Drop Distance didn't have very many Final Fantasy references either. Yeah. But this, that, and Kingdom Hearts 3, those are the only two games thus far that have have not had substantial amounts of Final Fantasy in it. Hmm. It's like, you'd think, <clears throat> you'd think they'd even... Just have like a cameo of lightning or something by this point. The one that everyone wants to be reminded of. Well, in Japan, well, anyway. A good char- she's a good character and very popular in Japan. There's no doubt no doubt about that. Isn't she like a Gucci model or something, too? <laughs> in Japan, I wouldn't doubt it. No, there's, there, I, so she's a model for some branded, like American brand. Well, not American, but you know what I mean. Like some popular brand in Japan. They actually used her. Yeah, there you go. I can't remember. Yeah, no, no characters from Final Fantasy fifteen, I imagine either. No Noxus. No, no Noctus. Although maybe he'll pop up in the next game because the secret ending teased something that the Toy Story mission brought up, and they had like some really weird, dark Final Fantasy thing in universe for that too. Mm-hmm. See in twenty sixty nine when it comes out. People have theorized it was Tetsuya Nomura's original vision for Final Fantasy Versus 13. Yeah. Hmm. But on a more pleasant note, I've 
I've gone back and revisited Celeste and Dead Cells. I've, ah, are you trying to get all the strawberries in Celeste? No, I'm trying to beat all the seasides. I've so far. Oh, the new stuff. Oh, the um, the the DLC that came out, right? No, this was already in with the game. Although I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't know if I haven't heard anything about the DLC coming out yet. But yeah, I haven't heard the news either. It was supposed to be out already. Hmm. I'll have to I'll have to research it a little more. Yeah. But yeah, it's been like I said off off of recording. It's been extremely busy for me these past couple of weeks. I've been getting ready for my trip to Japan next week. There you go. Ooh. That should be fun. That should be fun to hear hear from uh, when you get back. Absolutely. I'm gonna take a ton of pictures. <laughs> and it look it looks like my flight that I originally wanted to go on. The seats have pretty much filled up, so I'm leaving a day earlier. So I'm gonna have to stay in a little, oh. gonna have to stay in a little cubbyhole hotel for the night before I meet up with my tour group. Oh, well, you just you just get like a uh, a hostel or something. That's pretty much what it is. I mean, it's less than fifty bucks a night to stay Canadian. Yeah, that's easy enough. It's not bad. Yeah. Mhm. What else have you been playing? Yeah, like I said, Celeste and Dead Cells. I've gotten the furthest I've ever gotten in Dead Cells. <laughs> gotten to like the hand of the king boss. Man, I couldn't beat that. It was just it was way over my head in difficulty. I'm sure if I like go at it for a week straight, I'd be able to get further, but man, it's it's a te- it's a test for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. It's got that old school uh old school difficulty curve. <laughs> ah yeah. <laughs> I've also briefly played Darkest Dungeon. Ooh, That's a, what's that? It's like a sort of a roguelike RPG type thing. Mm-hmm. Where you... It's, it's like a turn... I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like a turn-based combat RPG. And the twist here, it's basically the premise is that this this old aristocrat family, they've basically died out, but they've got like this... They discovered some kind of evil, hellish dimension below their mansion that also contains a ton of treasure. Darkest dungeon. And okay. it, and then after the family dies out, adventurers from all over think they can try their hand at navigating that dimension to get riches. And then there's like this town that pops up around it, offering supplies and lodgings to all these adventurers. And then you, the player, have... This whole band of adventurers who can go in. They all have their different capabilities. And uh, they can go in. Now that... it's I am, I, am a, I am familiar with this game now. Okay. Yeah, it's, I, I knew it sounded familiar. Stupid hard. It's got your typical turn-based combat, but there's also some really interesting uh, rubs to it all. You've got... Because mm-hmm. if a... Uh, if characters take damage in combat, they their stress level goes up, and there are other things that can cause their stress level to increase. You got like if your if your torch starts getting really dim, then everybody gets really fearful and their stress goes up. Or if they if you get caught in a trap, that also causes stress to go up. Oh, it came out on Switch. Uh, yeah, recently. really. And Vita. Oh, the, well then. The Vita version, yeah. um, not great. 
Oh, is that what you played, Kevin? I tried on there. The Well, other than, I mean, if you're a frame rate whore, it's 30 FPS, but, like, the buttons on the back, like, that touchpad kind of suck. Oh, uh, so, one of those. Yeah. Well, can, can you remap them at all? Not that I know of. Hmm. It's not, like, major, but, like, man, you're really just like, I really wish this fucking menu would work. Really wish this menu would work. <laughs> oh, there it is. I have to touch this part of the, the clip. Got it. Okay. So. Fair enough. Yeah. And yeah, when, once the character's stress level reaches a certain point, they'll become, well, let's just say, they'll take on a really negative personality trait. Like, they'll become abusive and then start, every time you start, every time you do any, any of the other characters do anything, they'll, like, insult them. And then that causes their stress level to go up. Or, on a less commonly, they'll become virtuous. And hmm. then start giving everybody encouragement and stuff like that. And then just got to go through different uh, contained environments that, like I said, it's a roguelike, so they, they change. Right. And then you, you get certain amounts of treasure, supplies, and you got to really budget your budget your supplies and your gold in order yeah, to rogue, effectively. Yeah, roguelike game, inventory management kind of deal. Yeah, it's really complex, but at the same time, very intriguing. So I may, I may get back to it at some point. You're into those, uh, those pixel art roguelikes lately, it seems. Mm. Uh, this one's not so much pixel art as much as like painting art type deal. It looked like um, Lifetraiser. Lifetraiser. You mean Odin Sphere? Odin Sphere, yeah. Lifetraiser. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's not really pixel art though. That's more like. Well. It's the similar art style, right? I, I guess. That's what it reminds me of anyways. In any case, I, I do kind of like the retro look with modern mechanics mm-hmm. type deal. All right. Kevin, you've been you've been playing some games. I have definitely been playing games. You've been streaming the piss out of a lot of them. Uh, I try to stream whenever I can. It's kind of a slight addiction. I have a problem. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been ad- Fair enough. I've been doing a... Uh, well, number one was doing Breath of Fire 2 because I have forever just wanted to play Breath of Fire 1, and I was like, well, that was okay. <coughs> and me. then I was like, well, I might as well play the second one, but I learned from playing the Super Nintendo version of the first one. Everything's abbreviated for no reason. I, I figured it was Super Nintendo Limits or something. Like, oh, I don't know why they had to put P-T-O-N. Fire, Fire Emblem had that similar issue. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, maybe if I played in Game Boy Advance, like... I, maybe things won't be abbreviated. That was wrong. Um, I don't know what any of the items are. It's just like, holy BT. And I'm like, who all right, Who uses BT items? What the fuck are those? Uh, it was an okay RPG. Um, it was just, the encounter rate was really, really high. Like, to the point where it was annoying. Yeah, product of the time, for sure. Way too high. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. is, like, and that actually goes into this, the discussion we'll have later of, like, I'm happy I played it on an emulator, which I didn't want to, but my Retron 5 kept fucking up, and I think I fixed the issue finally. Um, but yeah, Breath of Fire was okay. Um, I don't know, I wanted to see it through the end. Is it a must-play RPG? No, but, mm-hmm. but it's got a cool name. So, that was mostly why I wanted to play it. Uh, what else have I been playing? Tomb Raider, the reboot I just started. Uh, I'm a little behind on the times. Yeah, I'm a little behind the times on yeah. that one. Uh Really good. It's it's pretty much girl Uncharted, 
but not yep. not as tight. Like I don't. There's not really a good like melee attack to do. I don't know if you guys... Mm, it, it, you're not really meant to do that. No, and I get that. It's really a finishing blow. Yeah. That's what you use it for. But, like, I, I went in there trying to play, like, Uncharted, and it's not quite the same, <laughs> but it's it's close enough. Uh, really, a lot of, like, gore-like and like deaths. It's, they got really into... It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. They got the... really into that to the point where I'm concerned about the developer. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, why do they have to really show Laura getting, like, impaled by that? But anyway, it looks um, cool, I guess. It was kind of always a thing in Tomb Raider games. Yeah, but th- this was like... The deaths kind of... I don't know. I guess Colin, you remember when we played the original Tomb Raider on the Sega Saturn? Yeah. And we'd make jumps and she'd just get spiked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it always that bad? Like, I know gra- oh, yeah. graphic, you know, difference, but... Uh, what else? Uh... I would say in the older games, the environment wasn't trying to kill you as much. Well, you'd go into the environment that would kill you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There was the, uh, what else have I been playing? Um, Monster Hunter Generations. It's a Monster Hunter game. On the Switch? No, 3DS. I already had it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. I. It's just rough going back after you've been playing World, which, like, Showed you the whole weapon tree as opposed to old monster hunters who were like, all right, well, this is the path you're on, accept it. Like, <laughs> uh, but I wanted a fire weapon too bad. This is the tree you went down. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was good. Yeah, that's the kind of, of stuff you gotta look fights. up. Um, look up online. What else have I been playing shit? Oh, guide, Pac-Man World. Uh, where, what direction Here's you want to go with that game kind of that's thing. okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fine. They're uh, really, I want to say early 3D platformer, but it's not. It was 99. Um, it's fine. It's just like, you know what, you know what I really hate in games and older games do it more is like something that seems like it'd be a way to get the bonus ending in a game. Like in Pac-Man mm-hmm. world, we, we were stuck on a level for two weeks and we finally got through it, And then the rest of the game kind of rolled after that. We were like, all right, the final level's here and the door wouldn't open. We were like, what the fuck? You had to go back and rescue all Pac-Man's little friends. Oh, boo. And I'm like, that's like a final, like extra ending bullshit. Like, Give me the bad ending, at least, to say, like, we did it. So then I... I believe was it? Parasite Eve 2 did something like that. Yeah, it's dumb. I hate that. I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. So we, uh... I remember something screwy about the Parasite Eve 2 finish. Yeah. <laughs> it was along those lines. But Like, oh, you didn't collect all of these things. Yeah. It's like, well, why should I need to? Yeah. And the <laughs> thing is, like, I, I, I don't like... I don't hate Pac-Man World, but, like, man, one level was just unbearable. So I was like, all right, let me look up what we got to do to find all the friends. And no right. no guide of the three people that decided to write a guide on a 3D platformer knew where all the <laughs> friends were. But I saw one of the friends were on the level that we were stuck on for like two weeks. And I said, we beat the game. That's it. You did we it. We did it. <laughs> like, I, I, I'll look up the ending online. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the, the very intense lore of Pac-Man world, I will live without knowing the ending. Oh, sure. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, that was fun. It's a, I, I still recommend the game, but just know that for next time, I guess. Uh, what else What else have I been playing? Oh, We Happy Few. That was the game I wanted to talk about. What did I say about it last time? It was okay? Yeah. It's still really okay, but I... I, I it, it can... Alright, it was a Kickstarter game, 
And I feel like oh, there's way too many systems in the game. Like you gotta manage your like your normal survival stuff like hunger, thirst, stealth, whatever, things like that. But also you have to wear certain clothes in certain areas. Right. But you also have a yep. weight limit, so you can't really carry all these heavy clothes. So like now I'm in a yep. and now I'm in a town where like, oh, I gotta be wearing a proper suit. If your suit's torn, people get suspicious. But I don't yep. have space to carry that suit. So now it's like, well, if you could go find scrap, how do I find scrap? Well, you can dig through trash cans and do that. All right, I'll dig through the trash cans. Hold up, partner. People don't like if you dig through trash cans in this neighborhood. So what do I do? I don't know. Well, in the time of figuring this out, did you take your joy? Because people can tell you and you're after joy. Oh, man, I fell off my joy. What happens? People start to murder you. That doesn't sound very joyous of other people. <laughs> so, like, there, there's just so much... There's way too much going on in this game where, like, because it was a Kickstarter, I feel like they took the suggestions of literally every fucking backer and said, yeah, we'll make that work. Yeah, we'll make that work. We're going to keep the Kickstarters happy, guys. Come on. We got to do it. It's just, <laughs> it, it's a whole lot going on in that game. And, like... It was a mess, honestly. It was. It's still a mess. It's not the best game in the world. I'm happy I didn't buy it. But... It's not what it was supposed to be, though, no, and you know that. No, I, I understand that part, and it's okay. It's not worth more than 20 bucks, but I'm, I like it enough to keep going. But, like, oh, here's... All right, so here's something that got stuck. There was a part where I had to cross a bridge, but the bridge was out. Uh, somehow, my character knew how to fix it, so I had to dress up as a bridge worker while taking... Oh, I'm aware, I'm aware of that section yeah, of the game, yeah. while taking the joy pills, so I'm... Wearing a certain outfit, take a joy pill, but then I don't remember why. Oh, I was out past curfew, even though I'm a worker. So I literally had, there was no houses I can go in because people were like that. So I had to literally sit on a bench and wait as the in-game timer went from like 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Ooh, Shenmue stuff. And I had to sit on a bench (laughs) with a newspaper to my face, which doesn't make sense because I'm out after curfew anyway. You would be like, hey, why are you sitting on the bench reading a paper? But for some reason, when I was sitting on a bench, they're just like, ah, nobody knows that guy on the bench. He's fine. There's a lot of conv- uh, convoluted stuff in the game as yeah. well. Uh, it's just... I, re- I, remember, I remember when I was playing it thinking... Because um, I was talking with Drew, and I go... And he was in agreement with, with the notion, why is all this survival stuff needed in the first place? So that's where you come in with the comment, a lot of these things felt felt shoehorned in and just compiled on each other. Yeah. It should have just been kind of a linear... It would have been so much better as a linear story, and you just have to, like, watch your your joy pills and the curfew of the area, you know, the the world rules, none of of these other things that felt tacked on. Yeah. And you just running around uh, the town or the uh, the fields outside town or whatever... If it was linear, it would have been so much better. Yeah, the second and, um, we were dying, and I had Tina look up how to, like, all right, we're dying a lot. Like, what do I do to fix it? She's like, well, if you, she went online, like, you got to look up a place where you can fast travel. I'm like, fast travel? And then I looked up, I'm like, holy shit, this is an open world? I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, there's too much going yeah, on. Yeah, because it doesn't give the notion that it is an no, open world. No, it doesn't. And you don't feel you just don't feel the like. Why is this yeah. an open world? The worst mechanic in this game is that when you're you're about to die, 
if you have nothing to heal you, which I often never do for some reason, there's this red skull that pops on screen and you just have to sit and wait for it to drain. And you can do <laughs> nothing except find stuff to heal you if you're lucky yeah. enough. But you hide, in, yeah, hide in the trash can and just wait. Or you something, can't something, if you hide yeah. in the trash can, you'll die. You have to heal yourself. So like, if I don't oh, have okay, anything to yeah. heal me, I just have to sit and wait to die, <laughs> and it takes forever. So I was like, well, maybe if I get to a checkpoint, I'll see what happens. If you're dying, there's no checkpoints. You just yeah, wait to die. It's bummer. Yeah, like this game had <laughs> yeah, a I'm, lot of I'm, it's game it's games like that. Uh, I mean, we could have a whole podcast episode over kind of the state of Xbox exclusives and these companies that they bought recently. I mean, Ninja Theory, uh, which we kind of did on the modern cast. You kind of had hopes and dreams about it all. <laughs> Ninja Theory is going to be fine, uh, I think. Ninja Theory should be fine. However, with the history of Xbox working with studios, they, they don't go well at all. Just look at the Crackdown Studio. Hey, man, they like crack. Like the only ah. one, the only one that has a sol- solid ground to to run on is the Forza studio that was bought. Right. But they're up to seven mainline Forza games and four Horizon games and they all now have that live service formula. So there's that's a problem in itself. I think yeah. They all have these same issues regarding them all. So I'm not so I'm not 100 per, like Ninja Theory is like one of my favorite studios out there. Mm-hmm. I've yet I I still I haven't played Emo Devil May Cry. I kind of want to now because I'm on a little Devil May Cry kick. Because <laughs> uh, I did just, I did get to play the fifth one yesterday, and that that game's tons of fun. I'm very happy. It's good. <laughs> I was very worried about it. I didn't see that game being good. <laughs> I'm being honest, but no, I mean there was like there was a lot of signs that were kind of telling us that go Capcom might screw this up, and um, yeah, the there's microtransactions kind of shoe, shoehorned in. Ooh. Uh, but luckily, it's not kind of what we were fearing where. You're gonna have to buy special moves and that kind of stuff. It's nothing like that, so that's good. What is it? <clears throat> uh, shortcuts, basically. It it has the uh, you can use the microtransactions as pay to win elements. Wow, that's whack. Yeah, but other than that, it's a Devil May Cry game. It's it's back to I haven't played Devil May Cry since three, so I heard four was it's okay. A, yeah, I did as well, but anyways. Hmm. <clears throat> um, been playing Delta Rune. I was hoping to finish uh, the chapter one because it came out on Switch recently. Right. I, uh, I only got to play a couple hours, uh, just doing other things. And uh, that game is, I mean, if you if you're a fan of Undertale, I mean, Delta Rune is chapter one is it's free. <laughs> There's no reason not to not to get it and play it. It's super. It's quirky. It's fun. Colin, you'd love it for sure. Yeah, I've I've got it on my desktop. I I just yeah. haven't gotten around to playing it. It's a full fledged fucking game. It's like five five hours, four or five hours. Nice. You know? How is that full fledged? And it's free. Well, you know, there's there's games out there like uh To the Moon, Brothers that you know, they're four they're four hour they're short games, but they're full they're full experiences, you know? Mm, it yeah. has all the content in it <laughs> that you need for the for the story being told. And that's what Delta Rune Chapter One is. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's free, Colin. I have it. I just haven't played it. I have no interest in playing anything Undertale related. (laughs) Sorry. Do you just not like them? Uh, The fandom really turned me off completely. 
Oh, don't let fandom ruin. I a will good experience absolutely for the game. do that. Oh, you suck! <laughs> it got real Let's... weird the second I started getting in- interested in Undertale. I saw like enough videos, and I was like, okay, I think I understand this whole game without ever playing it. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't understand the gameplay if I'm not fighting anything. If it's an RPG, which well, the fandom isn't isn't around Deltarune. It seems I don't hear much of anything being talked about yeah. it because it's just a, sh- a, a chapter essentially. Well, that's the thing. Now do I just, I want to wait for the whole game to come out. Like I, I like life is strange enough, but I want to wait till the, all of the second ones actually <sighs> out. You know, well, here's the thing. It's not a, f- it's not guaranteed that this game's going to come out. Well, then there you go. Why I, am I going to get invested? <laughs> Cause it's a fun experience. No, it's not a big time investment. You're not a big time investment. What? Yeah. What is a big time investment are the uh, the other my my two little side quests I'm doing with the Resident Evil series. I'm still on Code Veronica. That game is I've hit a wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> the backtracking is oh, no. the worst. <laughs> really? Yeah. The Resident Evil Code Veronica uh backtracking mechanic is three times longer than any other Resident Evil game. Backtracking I've played. mechanic? It is a mechanic. Oh, no. It is a straight-up mechanic, because where awful. things are, are located... The, you know how in Resident Evil 2, you know, you unlock shortcuts, and the map kind of rolls on each other, and then you learn the map a lot easier? Yes. Code Veronica doesn't have that too much. It's it's very linear in that sense. So you're, pr- you're proceeding hmm. through the game in this linear fashion, then, then you might hit a Uh-oh. fork in the road. And when you're done with that, done with that path Something on the fork, and then you have to go all the way back to like where you first started, and then you open up another path, kind of deal. Oh, jeez! And all the way going back, the zombies are twice as fast <clears throat> as they've ever been, so you just die all the time, or at least in my case. So I'm not very good Whoa. at Code Veronica, and I have it on the Dreamcast, so the controller is kind of frustrating as well. <laughs> <laughs> I lost you guys for a second. Sorry if you said something to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I've kind of made it a mission to try and, uh, like, finish a couple mainline Yakuza games. Ah, uh, yeah? Yeah, we spoke... Me and Jay spoke about it on the latest uh, Modern Cast episode of February. And uh, we just we just praised Yakuza 0 for a long time, how story-ridden it is. <laughs> and goofy on just upper level. So go... go I encourage everyone to listen to that. So... <clears throat> With that... Still haven't beaten um, Wargroove. I'm like, oh, yeah. the last two... I, yeah, I have just about two missions left, and they're fucking hard. <laughs> that's the uh, that's that Advance Wars game, right? In a way, yeah. 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 Okay. To keep it simple, yeah. $20, It was it's good. I've gotten a lot of hours out of it, that's for sure. A lot of time. Nice. Yeah. To me, it was the best game that came out in February that's not named Apex Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Alrighty. With that, let's. Uh, I'm gonna play the nice little Chrono Cross drop. Maybe you'll hear a commercial here. Or whatever. I don't know. But we're 30 minutes into the show. Let's get on to our first topic. All right. Hey, dude. You into anime, manga, and all that radical stuff? Oh yeah, man. It's tubular. Then you should totally check out the. 
This transmission has been hacked. If you want discussions, debate, reviews, and all in between, you must listen to the Anime Radicals Network at www.animeradicals.com. There's timely reviews, revolutions, mecha, and much more. Find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all podcast catchers. The Anime Radicals Network. The revolution will be simulcast. Colin, why don't you take away take these topics away? I've uh, I want you to to spearhead the, these uh, this thing here. Okay. First on the <clears throat> chopping block is Anthem and how <laughs> horrible it's being, particularly that it can. It's been apparently crashing some PS4s. Now, yes, it has. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that's uh that's going wrong with Anthem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've just been hearing a lot of people saying that it's very much just a a destiny clone just with like Iron Man suits. Um it tries to be. <laughs> Seems that way, yeah. And I've heard a lot of people saying that there's really not much to the single player story parts of the game which People found extremely disappointing because Bioware is known for very rich storytelling, like in Mass Effect or Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And the load times have been notoriously bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that we forgot to. We were <laughs> we were talking about just about everything else uh, on the modern cast about Anthem, and of course, more news came out after we did did the episode oh jeez! uh but we didn't even mention the load times it just totally slipped our minds uh the load times are atrocious i've i've kevin do you remember i don't know what your experience was with like sega cd games or zero aware of aware of uh like the neo geo cd i'm aware of them i know that the neo geo cd still loads slower than the um hyperscan just just for so there are sections of Anthem where uh, you do, whether it's a uh, your typical uh, protect this thing and you just get the hordes of the basic enemies at you, mm-hmm. and that might last 60 seconds. Right. And then end of mission, load screen. And oh, then the load geez. screens last longer than the missions. I heard the load there's screen. <laughs> little, like, there's a load screen to switch your weapon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there oh, yeah, you can, you can't yeah, you can't change your weapons in like in mission or something. Oh, that is Or in game you have to yeah, you have to to do it uh free roam is a total mess. Uh you know, since day 1 there's just been patch after patch after patch after patch. You know, much like Sea of Thieves in a lot of ways. Oh, uh, yeah. But instead Sea of Thieves wasn't a busted piece of shit, it just lacked content. In Anthem, it's a busted piece of shit and lacks content. <laughs> like the, thing, the problem is, you, you should know better to not buy these like games and services day one at this point. But then the juxtaposition is, if nobody's buying it, then they're not going to support it and never improve it. So it's like you can't fucking win. Well, unless you're Ubisoft, they tend to do that because yeah, well, for some yeah, reason I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Yeah. I don't really see EA doing very well if anthem doesn't end up succeeding well here's the thing anthem is selling well enough and there's a lot of people playing it for now right right yeah uh just because it's the new hit 
thing and it was hyped to fuck and in all of this. Uh, so there's no denying that people are playing this game, right? Yeah, I, I have a friend that's uh, personally playing it. However, uh, and I and I, I was curious to what you guys thought of this because I, I was talking with Jay about this again, modern cast. Uh, <clears throat> you have these live service games that totally lack content and you have the what they're calling the roadmap you know to releases Mm -hmm. and we're gonna get to another game where it's a huge issue yeah uh, just in a second here uh my opinion just to reiterate a little bit is this is unacceptable because then you can't keep your fucking player base engaged enough for that roadmap to even matter anymore sea of thieves is a great example of that Right? There was no content at launch. Everyone stopped playing after like a week or two. And now it's good? To me, that's unacceptable. Yeah, I agree. And we're should, a year later after after the launch of that game, pretty much. It should be a complete <laughs> game on release. Right, and then you add content. How dare exactly. you try to make sense? Yeah, well, see, that's logic, right? How, hey, somebody has to. <laughs> Where's the profit in making a good product immediately? <laughs> 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 you know, Kevin, you're absolutely right. I should work for EA. We're fools. <laughs> ah, they'd kick you out immediately because you actually talk sense. That's a good point. <laughs> no, they'll lock you in. The, you'll, they'll lock you in their uh, in their EA basement with uh, uh, clips over your uh, over your eyes and forcing you to to go by their rules and, and regulations. <laughs> How dare you? A la Clockwork Orange type shit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why year after year EA is regarded as like one of the worst companies to work for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember when they used to be cool. Barely. There was a day. I mean, we've covered games on this cast, like where electronic when it. Well, that was when they were Electronic Arts. Full full name stop. Yeah, like <laughs> up, up to PS3 era, they were all right. Like, dude, they they had the 3DO. <laughs> <laughs> I take everything back that I just said. Oh, yeah, no. it was never cool. <laughs> they never made Need for Speed. I hated it. <laughs> I did spend way too much time on Need for Speed Underground 2 on the Wii specifically. Why? That is very specific. <laughs> because it had the driving wheel to go in vroom. That's why. Yeah. Could be fun, I suppose. I liked my neon lights on my car. Yeah. So just so just real quick here, uh, Anthem is changing their loot. So apparently, when you reach a high level, uh, now they're saying that once you reach like level thirty or thirty-five, I forget which one it was. I didn't write that part down. Uh, you will no longer get common or uncommon drops, mm-hmm. and that's not what the players were complaining about. It was because the um, the randomness of the drops weren't uh like the algorithm for it all was basically worthless <laughs> yeah i saw an article actually that said uh day one anthem like weapon drops are more powerful than the end game ones because of some yes the, your starting your starting gun uh is more powerful than anything else you get in the like, game what the I read f- that too. why the fuck would you do that that doesn't that's like i'm not a game designer i know hey um what I mean, you just look at what the Borderlands formula was in 1 and 2. Like, everything is unique, interesting, and it keeps getting better as you play the game. That's your incentive. And that's a story game. Yeah. Just 
a, just a story experience. This is a live service game. What if they just made to... Borderlands? Ah, well. Because EA hates single player. You got a good point. Yeah. Sorry about that. You're right. It is sacrilege to them to make a full, a purely single player experience. Hmm. That makes sense. You got a good point there. So yesterday, uh, I was playing uh, Devil May Cry Five. Yes. And next, like two two screen two uh, two systems down, there was uh, a couple guys uh, playing Anthem on PS4s. Right. And then all of a sudden, I hear, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> apparently they were in one higher low, higher mission or whatever and the ps4 did crash on them oh no and, yeah and it kicked him out and he lost he he, he didn't he didn't gain anything right oh so shit. uh people people were using the term bricked and that's not the correct term for it mm-hmm. right because when you hear the term bricked you think like it's fucked but- your whole console is totally broken and it's over right but- yeah so what's actually happening is a bug, like uh, just a weird bug, and the, I don't know. So something triggers the PS4 to have like a surge. Follow me so far. Yep. Uh huh. So think think of you're playing a game and your power goes out, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so what's what you what you have to do is unplug the console from the back. And plug it back in via the power, right? Mm-hmm. And that'll reboot the console. Uh, and it makes you know it makes the hard drive have to like catch out, catch back up, reformat itself. Um, what ended up happening, uh, and this was the video game store's PS4, is it ended up wiping the entire hard drive of save data. Fucking oh, great. No. So wait a minute. It didn't wait, 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 break wait. the PS4, but it erased everything. Shouldn't Anthem because it's an online game? Shouldn't all that be cloud stored on EA servers? Uh, I don't. I think you have to like exit the game, and then it'll save uh, to the cloud. Not the PS Plus, or you cloud. have to tell the um like when you play like Call of Duty online, like it it goes on Activision servers for your online character. I don't think that's a thing. Well, that's stupid. But the, I don't think that's a thing. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Okay. Um, maybe someone else. Maybe maybe a listener will will know the answer to that better than I do. But I just I <laughs> because one one guy uses that PS4 a lot to play some of the single player experiences, mm-hmm. and his save files were gone oh, <laughs> for the other games. So that's like a different problem altogether. Oof. So it's it's not bricking the PS4, but man, it's it's as close as you can get. <laughs> It's a mess. The game's a mess. Um, my 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 whole theory is this is going to be like Battlefield Five, where there's just not enough content. Uh, sure, you're going to get some people playing, you know, hundreds of hours. There's always those people, right? I mean, just look at the Fallout seventy six dude, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, the guy that got banned. You mean? Yeah he he puts so much time in there that he's banned. Yeah. Oh jeez. Uh, but Anthem to me is is just like the Fallout seventy six problem. It really is. I am proud to say I never bought into the hype. <laughs> no, I was always skeptical from day one with Anthem, uh, especially with all the problems you kept hearing as development was going on. And so the end product's not not surprising. But to this extent, 
it is surprising. Yeah. So it happens when you try to rush your games out. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's EA for you. So it's like why why bother? Yeah. Why 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 would you fall for EA anymore? Period. I am uh, excited. I wish I had time to listen to more podcasts than I normally listen to because there is this one uh one girl on kind of funny who mm-hmm. was dead set on Anthem being good, amazing, but however the message she was preached was like, "Hey, play the game for yourself." Like don't live in the hype. Like, take every game at face value. But I don't know if she's still, like, trying to champion Anthem or be like, uh, no, it's bad. <laughs> I really wish I had time. Because, yeah. Oh, so going to the crashing thing. Uh, and my friend who... Take this with a grain of salt because my friend can't, can't be wrong about anything in life. Um, he's okay. just one of those people, like, you know, you can tell him the sky's blue. It'll be like, no, sometimes it's black at night and it's grave. It's not, you know, one of those people. Um, <laughs> he's one of those, but I, and he has Anthem. So I asked him like, Hey, is it, there's seven colors in a rainbow? Well, actually when you take the yeah. ultraviolet light to it. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. People. He's yeah. one of those. Um, <laughs> one of my best friends, but sometimes I want to punch him in the mouth. Uh, and he, <laughs> he asked like, Hey, you know, you have Anthem, like, has it crashed on you? Have you had like issues? He said no, but I guess supposedly he's looked into it, and I guess this crashing is more of a problem with digital copies of the game and not physical ones. Oh, interesting, because it was a digital. Yeah, so yeah. he has a he console. has a disc yeah. uh, because I don't think he knows that the internet exists. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a digital thing. I want to look into that also. Okay, I hadn't I hadn't read that. That's a, that's an interesting yeah. uh, point to it all. Again, you know. He's one of those people that will also champion anything that he was set on before. Like, I think he was rooting for Skylanders till the day he finally said, like, I'm bored with it now. So, here's that. You can get bored with a game. There's nothing wrong with no, that. No, but he was like, I was like, hey, look, man, this is becoming like a money pit. And you also have, like, no room for these. No, but you don't understand. Hey, I'm like, I will tell you this, Kevin. Skylanders was super fun because it was an easy game. And, uh, Colin, didn't we, you, me, and, um... <clears throat> Colin, were you there when we did Drunk Skylanders? No, I think that was you, John, and Red. I'm not saying it's not a good oh, game. Oh, you're right. But like, I would have loved to have been there for that, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin, let me tell you Let me tell you how to play Drunk Skylanders. This is super fun. I feel like you put the game on the hardest difficulty level, right? Already sounds great. Okay. <laughs> it's still not that hard. Okay. <laughs> However, your characters will die. So, because it's not on a live system, all you have to do is put a new Skylander on, okay. right? And then when you complete a level, they all come back. All right. Well, if you die, uh, your ca- if your character dies, you take a shot of something, <laughs> and then you tag someone in <laughs> to oh do God. it. And then when someone dies, you tag the next person in. And you just so you wh- what we were doing was we picked like our four favorite ones, mm. three or four favorite ones, and uh, if all three of your characters die, then you're out. And you have to, like, chug a beer or something. It was just the most ridiculous rules. It made Skylanders so much more fun and intense. Because we're like, no, I can't die. I, I don't want to drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck thought of Skylanders drinking game? We did. Uh, clearly, I see that. <laughs> just not, not the first game I'd want to play. Yeah, it's it's on the uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, it's still there of us playing drunk Skylanders. And next time, we definitely played more sessions, more sessions of it. It was ridiculous. Next job <laughs> interview you go to is like, so you play Skylanders, and we're drinking 
with this, I'm just shocked you were playing Skylanders, sir. How dare you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're I've, right. For I've this even company. played. I've even played Drunk Skylanders with my with my mom. Because oh yeah, the game's super easy. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Oh, I get this. This is great. Just mash this one button and go up." I'm like, "Yep, that's it." <laughs> Baby's first Diablo. <laughs> Baby's first Diablo. Ah. Love it. All right, let's let's move this along. We're uh, we're running a little bit of behind here. You're running uh, behind. Kevin, no, your you, mom. <laughs> you posted some pictures in our chat here. Yeah, and, uh, that's right. There's not much to say on it because I don't know anything about it. I saw it this morning. Uh, Google has a game console probably coming, and that controller exists. I hate it. It. it oop. You broke it, didn't it you? It does not look comfortable, though. No, the way I described it before uh, you got here, Colin, was like, if you look at one of the pictures with the D-pad where you can see, like, how deep it goes, it looks like it just, like, clicks. And it looks super stiff and not comfortable. I just do not like that thing. Those analog sticks look super flimsy, too. It looks cheaply made. Yeah, it looks... You said Ouya controller. Right, that was the first the the uh, the square design of it. Yeah. Really reminded like the first thing that came to my mind was the Ouya controller. Do you think the the plates uh, come off so you could change the batteries? Because that was good, right? It was definitely uh, not intuitive. No, that was awful. <laughs> yeah, the analog the analog sticks are parallel like a like a PlayStation Hell controller. Yeah. Uh, the D pad looks um, awful. Look, it, it does not look good. I agree, Kevin. It looks like it clicks. The buttons look really small. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with it's small a, buttons. Like, I use a, a third-party controller for my PS3 a lot that has small buttons. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. But, like, those sticks being right on that slant, I don't feel like that. that's good right there. You see what I mean? Like, it looks like it's going to travel a whole lot. Broken A broken analog stick... Uh, Seems to be in its future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to play the greatest Android there is a mi- games, there is a microphone button on it, which I think that think is interesting at the very least. Yeah, it's probably a big. Hey, Google, launch Crossy Road. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that's probably all it's gonna like. I can't. Wh- is this gonna be like a Steam box? Isn't that what we were reading before? I I didn't read anything. I saw this controller just now. I know nothing else yeah. about it. I wonder how it's gonna work out. I just don't. I don't know. I don't want another console manufacturer. Honestly, I, I'd rather go down to two, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'd rather be like the 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 whatever Nintendo's doing in the other system, and then fucking PC, whatever. The occasional PC game, right? No, no, no. <laughs> just just go play Minesweeper on your own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Space get up alrighty. pinball. Yeah, it's not a good-looking controller, Ooh, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, I saw this on the internet, boys. Uh-oh. And that is the uh, the Sonic live-action uh, movie design. Oh, boy. I know this came out, like, weeks ago, but I just saw it the other day. And Sonic looks absolutely horrifying and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? I hate it. I hate society. <laughs> I hate that we've allowed ourselves <laughs> to come to this. I just I don't I don't like anything about it at all. He doesn't look like Sonic. 
at all. He just he he looks like a human that got blue fur. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he is voiced by the the guy from uh, Parks and Rec. Was it Jean Ra- Jean Ralphio or whatever? Uh, you got. You I gotta, don't know who that well, is. I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, with this design, you could very easily make it tolerable. Just change. Oh, yeah, the- just change if, the eyes to look more like the video games, and then that would make all the difference. Because I saw there, there have been fan creations in response to this, like just manipulated the same design into looking like Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What one, one tweet I, I found was was that hard? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that was the good one. Uh. Kevin, you brought this to my attention. Uh, is the next one? It's the next short topic Ooh. or uh, short thing? Is the uh, Dead or Alive Six? Yeah, I know. I know a, a little about it. I'm no expert, but apparently, it's not done. It's like almost as bad as Five. Where Dead or Alive Five had more DLC, I think, than the actual game. I can't remember the actual cost of all the DLC. I think it was like up to like $80 or something, if I remember right. But apparently, uh, Tecmo didn't learn because uh, Dead or Alive 6 is doing the exact same thing. $100? Did you, did you do the math or did we say $100? It's $96. What the fuck is wrong with people? And like, That's gross. Yeah, and people are okay with this. And they're like, well, I mean, whatever. You, you just get more stuff. Like, no. no. <laughs> and actually, uh, to tie it in with a game that I know more personally, like Dragon Ball Fighter is a game that everyone loves. Um, it has like 30 something dollars of DLC, but it's all characters that like you want to play. Mm-hmm. And that's like my big issue with fighting games in general now. It's like it's a it mostly it's a good game, but then it's like key characters like Android 17 that I would want to play is like, yep, there's $3 for that. Here's $3 for Broly. He's $3 for Pardock. And I looked at the whole list and it was like $35 for the characters. I was like, what the fuck? This is half the price of the game. And the, yeah, there just uh, wasn't I, I don't agree with those, with those practices because the it. roster was small to begin with. Yeah. Right? I thought it was super underwhelming. I was like, Oh, all right. As long as the game's good. And like the, the gameplay is kind of simple. It's not awful, but it was simple. It had content in it, though, as well. Other things to do other than, like, 1v1. See, I disagree, because right? I thought the story mode was garbage in that game. Well, no, that it was garbage, but it existed. It did exist. I'm not going to take right? that away from it. Dead or Alive 6 just doesn't have any fucking content. <laughs> it, it, it lacks everything. Yeah. Right? Even, mm-hmm. even from an online perspective, there's only ranked play. That's, that's it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> uh, very much. Yeah, it's Street Fighter Five all over again. Yeah, I'm not what a... I was getting at, getting all that, <laughs> and worse, it's worse in fact. I just don't understand because it's, even, it's an even smaller roster. <laughs> oh no! There's no content. It's an unfinished game. It costs sixty dollars plus the hundred dollars, uh, hundred dollars season pass. It's a season pass. It's not even DLC. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So you're spending 160. Uh, there was a game. There was a fighting game that came out on the PS2. I remember this. I think it was like a Capcom SNK game, something like that. 
and it came out as $120, just straight. But the raw, there was like 90 characters in the game. Cool. <laughs> oh. Right? It was like everybody. <laughs> you can imagine. And it was it was just the special edition, $120, everything's in there, all these modes, flat rate 120. I mean, that's a lot. Dead or Alive 6 isn't like that. <laughs> yeah. There's a... Uh, I just don't understand. Like, what happened? I mean, I guess monetization. What just happened to making a game and being like, yep, we did it. Like, I just miss it. I remember... I remember when... Uh, I forget which NHL it was that came out, but it was one, it was one of them in recent years, where uh, half the modes from all the previous games were now gone. And all NHL fans were just like, "Well, then why am I going to buy this game?" Oh, the um, when it's the just... PS4 came out, all the all the EA titles had like nothing in them, like the Madden, the NBA, or not NBA, Madden, FIFA, and like NHL. They had nothing in them. It was like exhibition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, NHL was the most egregious of them. Right. I remember that specifically. And uh, yeah, it was super bad. The game sold like shit because none of the NHL fans were just like, "Well, shit, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna update my roster." Yeah. And uh, play, play, keep playing this one. <laughs> that was it. There's no, there's no incentive to buy the next game when you're not doing anything to make it better, right? right? Trials Rising was a, is a, is another great example of that. It's not even the same game that you got last time, and nothing about the new one is better or improved. In fact, it's less game. Yeah. So why bother? So, $160 for Dead Alive 6 at the end of the day. That's fucking stupid, and it's still not even finished. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it yeah. makes me not want to buy a game day one, which I really don't do as it is, but, like, I know that they're going to release this all later and be like, the ultimate edition. Especially in the... Well, especially with fighting games. Yeah. Well, there's that, and also, I know that this same series has literally done that already, like, recently, so... Who are you going to fool with this? <laughs> Plenty of people, apparently. I know. Everyone's like, is there, there are people I'm reading, they're like, this is a great game. I'm like, no, it's not. Well, it, it, it plays well. <laughs> from what you can do, yeah, sure. The fighting's fine. In fact, it might be a little bit improved from 5. That should be expected. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to praise something for expectation, meeting expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just... Just people. Why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. Alright. Last topic. Mm. How emulation has improved gaming. Fucking Breath of Fire. God damn it. Alright, here here comes. (laughs) With that high encounter rate I was talking about, right? Especially in a Uh turn-based RPG. Back in the day, you had nothing to do but walk, do the little animation that means you encountered an enemy, you fight it, over and then you got to do that 20,000 more times in a game like breath of fire where the encounter rate made it in every like 10 steps mm-hmm. fuck if i didn't have a turbo button man on an emulator i would put this game down and like little <laughs> things like that in in old rpgs or really emulate like retro games in general i just i don't know maybe i'm spoiled but like play like playing the early pokemon games on two times yeah speed. like fuck like i i love rpgs but sometimes like the battling is the worst part because you're just like attack i know i'm gonna win so like let's go you know <laughs> oh my god the skip button yeah i was uh i was getting to the final area and i was like 10 levels under leveled and by that i mean like i just wanted to kill the thing 
So I was probably... Oh, uh, I hate it when that happens. So I was like, man, I gotta grind, but I was like, I don't want to do this, but I I had my controller hooked up and I held down the left trigger for a turbo button. Holy shit, grinding is way better in RPGs that way. How did I live this way before? <laughs> it's just like, it's one of those things that like, if, if I showed somebody Breath of Fire 2 today, they'd be like, why do I want to play this? This is boring as shit, but like... With the help of emulation, like it just makes some games more bearable. There's also parts in the game where if I didn't have a save state, I would be like, "Fuck this, I'm not playing anymore." Because you like make the wrong decision, or you go in an area where you're not ready for yet, but you can't escape by normal means. But luckily, I had a save state outside of it. I've had that happen to oh. me in in quite a few Final Fantasy games. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't think I can play anything pre PS one anymore without like a Retron five that allows me to save state. Cause if you want to actually have the cartridges, but like this, like, Oh, what was, uh, we were playing a game, uh, for the cast recently that I had to save state. What, like Lion King or something. Yeah. Like there it is. Like it. Like I couldn't get through that fucking stampede if I didn't save state every two seconds. <laughs> like there, that game is literally meant to be impossible. Uh yeah, the the jumping was very floaty. Everything in that game was floating. Every every everything everything was <laughs> off off key. Yeah. Uh, what what I what I like to do with emulation, how it's improved at least uh, from a retro perspective, is if I get really frustrated at a level, instead of starting the whole game over again, yeah, uh, I'll just pop in an emulator. Uh, play up to that point, and I'll save right before it, and then I can then I can practice. At those sections. Mega Man is a great example of that. Yeah. Just about every Mega Man game I've played, I've emulated, like, at a boss. Or at least with the boss gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And that gets me to practice. You know, I'll get, like, halfway, okay, uh, save state. Get to Wily save state. Figure out how to beat him. Okay, now I can pop the original in. And now I can... I feel like I'm good enough now to do it. Instead of... Because... At the end of the day, you have a finite amount of hours in the day. You can do all that. It's a, you know, it's a good little time savery, and you don't you don't feel you don't feel as it's as punishing as it uh as it used to be. Right. You know. No. What about you, Colin? You don't really emulate a lot, do you? Eh, mostly with older games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, save states are the biggest thing. It's just. I mean, when when you're a kid, you have a lot of hours to do to try and get through certain things over and over again. But yeah, now as an adult, save states are a huge lifesaver. <laughs> that is, if you're looking to get past a certain section, because <clears throat> you like the game, but the one there's that one section that just totally screws you over unless you have save states. Yeah. Uh, Contra Hardcore comes to mind, um, because that's game nothing but boss fights. I remember, I remember save stating the shit out of the final boss fight in Ristar or Ristar, however oh, you pronounce yeah. that. Yeah, because I just, I just couldn't avoid. I don't know what it was, but I couldn't avoid the final lightning attacks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is bullshit. Emulate. I played all the way up to that point again. I was like, I still can't even. I still can't do it with the fucking emulator. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. 
Yeah, I, I, I like I like the uh, the playing double speed or the the turbo option. Uh, you're right, Kevin. That is a, a major improvement, yeah. especially for RPGs. Uh, I believe I did that in when I when I was because uh, I have like a Genesis and and NES emulator on my PSP, and when I was working offshore, I was playing uh, through all the early Fantasy Star games, mm-hmm. and those are grind fests at the end of the day, and so like a turbo button was beautiful yeah. to have. I mean, I yeah. I don't mind doing a little grinding here and there in RPGs because that's what you sign up for. But when a game has such a high encounter rate like Breath of Fire, I was like, there's no way I would want to do this otherwise. Now, you want to know what would be the solution to that is what if every game did what Earthbound did, where like if the game knows you're going to win, it did the math like ahead of time, it's like you're going to win this battle, you are very overleveled, it literally... You find the enemy, and the game just cuts the black, comes to the back, goes, you win. Like, it knows you're going to do it, you know? I know, yeah. Uh, I also liked how in Earthbound, uh, when you, um, yeah, when you get to a high enough level, uh, the enemies start running away from you, mm-hmm. getting out of your way. Right. Yeah, that was that was quite nice. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things ga- games could, could learn from. And uh, even from the past, like, when we're playing modern games of today, there's a lot... Obviously, the live service model shoot-in microtransactions are really hindering a lot of games from being good. Uh, There just doesn't seem to be a lot of improvement in the quality of life factor. What do you mean? So, take... Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give a good example. Uh, take the Crash Bandicoot uh, remastered series, right? Mm-hmm. How the original Crash Bandicoot, uh, you had to go through like a bonus level or beat a boss uh, to save the game, right? Right. Uh, and if you got a game over, which in the original Crash Bandicoot was quite easy, because <laughs> it was difficult, it still is, uh, you would go back to where you last save, right? So you, so those, so let's say you come across that final island and every single level starts to be really tough. Yes. Uh, you go back two, three levels, you're just like, oh no, I'll never beat this, right? Right. In the new one, the they improved it by you get to save basically at every level, Right. Also, if you die enough, then you automatically get gifted a a uh, the, the 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 witch doctor character as as per an extra hit now. Right. So like things like that are are very good. Now, a bad example would be, let's say, uh, let's see, L- shit. Let's go back to the whole anthem thing, right? Mm-hmm. You you know. Mass Effect is capable of a story-ridden game. You've advertised this as as such, right? Just at E3 last year, it was advertised as such. And then what we ended up getting were fetch quest missions the whole time. Yeah, that's bullshit. How How is that acceptable? That, those kind of things, so... Yeah, that's, I think I remember kind of one YouTuber saying there's only three different kinds of missions in Anthem. It's like fetch quests, tower defense, and and just 
whittling down a giant boss. There's, they just said there was like no creativity to the, right to the yeah. quests. Exactly. Uh, so quality of life, things like that, just you just don't get a lot of it in in main games. Because I I remember growing up, and and Colin, you could you could probably back me up on this. Is <clears throat> you get a sequel to a game, right? Yes. What are your expectations for that sequel to be? There's yeah. two. There's two possible factors to it. Uh, there's uh, there's one continuing the story in a in a good believable way, and two would be an improving the gameplay, or just adding on to the gameplay. You're absolutely right. Those are the two things. Those are your expectations. Now, take, since Devil May Cry came out, Devil May Cry 5, good example of of uh, being ambitious, but it didn't work out, was Devil May Cry 1 to Devil May Cry 2. Yes. Okay? It wanted to improve the gameplay and continue the story. It did those, it did those things. However, the execution was real bad. So what did they do uh, in the third game? They went back to what worked in the first one and improved the gameplay there, didn't try anything new. Zelda 1 to 2. Same oh, concept, yeah. right? What did they do in 3, which is technically, I guess, linked to the past, right? Yes. Went back to the original formula and improved the gameplay and, and, and continued the story. Quote-unquote continued the story, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> um, bad example is what we're getting a lot today. What did we get in Mass Effect Andromeda, right? Not improved gameplay. Not improved story. Very bare bones and basic. What are we getting in in Dead or Alive 6 from 5? DLC. Nothing's improved. DLC. What are we getting in Trials Rising compared to Trials Fusion? Or even Blood Dragon? It's not... Microtransactions and loot boxes, like you said. Right. There's no... It's not meeting the expectations that sequels uh, are are expected to have. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I I feel like... I feel like one exception is Kingdom Hearts 3, despite my gripes on the ending. Well, uh... The gameplay was improved. Yeah. And the gameplay the was improved. improved. <laughs> to be fair... not Maybe not to the extent we wanted, but I, it was definitely better than 1 and 2. <laughs> 1 and 2's, like, gameplay always felt really loose and janky to me about Kingdom Hearts. Well, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely fixed that two generations later. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but it still felt pretty easy. It was it was much three. easier than it ever has been, for sure. So there is praise for that. Um, now improving or continuing the story? Well, it definitely continued the story. <laughs> yeah, this I think what, in a way I think that, that met that. I think to sum up my feelings on like the story and the ending, I normally feel nice a nice warm fuzzy feeling at the end of every game, but three is the first one to leave me feeling cold. Oh. That's not that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, I said it. 
And this yeah. is coming from a hardcore fan. Yeah, we we know. We know. So But maybe uh, once the story is continued in a future game, I I might get to change my mind because then I know things will be okay from there on out for a fact. But <laughs> I have to wait until after Final Fantasy VII Remastered is finished before that happens. See in twenty sixteen. Well re- remake. It's remake, not a remaster, yeah. it's a remake. They have to ground they have to do that from the ground up. But yeah, maybe in twenty twenty five. So oh, well, there's, so those there's games still plenty of games to tide me over till then. Yeah. But anyway. So those games we played. Okay, boys. Yeah, yeah, we got uh we got a theme to go through, so again, playing a drop, maybe a commercial, who knows? Get this going. It's strange how video games make you think you're right back in middle school again. No, it's good. Yeah, there there was a lot of really good uh, attention to detail for, especially considering it was on the N sixty four, which was known for not having a lot of that because everything was freaking rectangles and squares everywhere. Triangles, <laughs> giant polygons. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, triangles. <laughs> the N sixty four, the best system for triangles fucking. <laughs> oh boy. Uh yeah, the only some... thing it was lacking was definitely the photosynthesis in our world. Ha. Ah. Yeah. It definitely I You I know what you know what so had photosynthesis, Kevin? The three DO. No it didn't, because then it would be good. Ah. It did. No it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking D pad. You're a D pad. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice one. Alright. Right. I will. I have no comeback for that. Yeah. So <laughs> suck it. Perhaps we here at the Redleaf Retrocast will never grow up after all, and that's okay. Please consider leaving us an iTunes or Stitcher review to help us out. This is the Redleaf Retrocast, found on all your favorite podcasting outlets. And now, on to the show again. Alrighty, nice quick drop. Boom, baby. <laughs> Hail to the king! So the ni- the the nineties are upon us, boys. Yep, they're they're yeah. they're right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Where's all the rap artists with the sideways caps? Uh, oh, we have a game with that, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. So, what are your stereotypes that you uh, you correlate with the nineties? Nickelodeon slime. Okay. Nickelodeon slime. All that. TV shows that were questionably appropriate. Um, <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> what else? I'm trying to think. I thought uh, a lot of a lot of um, burping fart jokes. Burping fart jokes. Uh, Rollerblades. Rollerblades poop being gross. <laughs> um, dumb slang. Real dumb. Yeah, new dumb sl- Everything's cool. Rad. Whack. Uh, <laughs> whack. Parachute pants. Bright colors of green and purples. A lot of good Disney 2D animated movies. Windbreakers. <laughs> Windbreakers. Leather jackets. Yeah. Well, leather jackets were kind yeah. of fall, uh, uh, carryover from the 80s. <laughs> what else? What else? Anything else we that comes to mind? Um... The Batman cartoon. Sailor Moon. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Japanese 90s, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What else? But yeah, our theme is ninety. These are these games are nineties as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like if you put this game on, you think, yeah, it came out in the nineties, and this is what we. These are the six games we came up with. So uh, I'll go first. Uh, I thought with the um, remaster slash sequel slash new uh, Toe Jam and Earl game that just came out. And the fact that we covered already the first one, like well, let's pick the second one. So my 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 uh, my first pick here is Toe Jam and Earl Two: Panic on Funkatron. Yeah, I got a hot. Came out on the. Oh, sorry. You got a hot take. I got a hot take. Okay, we'll hold that thought. No. Once I get through the through the little thing, came out on the Sega Genesis in 1993. Runs for about eighteen dollars these days. Developed by Johnson Vursanger Productions. <laughs> whom later changed their own company name to Toe Jam and Earl Productions, <laughs> published by Sega. It's a 2D side-scroller kind of walkabout. You collect treasure item things, and uh, you capture humans, because those dick humans hitched a ride on your ship and and from the first game, and now they're going to basically turn Funkatron into a tourist trap of like strip malls and all that nonsense. Uh, <laughs> Use those items you collect to capture the humans in funky ways. And I use that word on purpose, naturally. So, all right. How funky What's is. your hot take, Kevin? I like this game better than the first one. Oh, yeah? That is a very is unpopular... Really hot take? Yeah, people hate this game. Really? I, like, it's generally regarded as the worst of the two games. And honestly, I, I just don't see it. I mean, I... Interesting. I feel like it's more to the point. I feel like the goal is clearer... Because the first game, I honestly, I didn't know what I was doing when I turned it on. You had to really read the instruction manual and, like, understand <laughs> what I was doing. I was like, I'm getting presents, I guess? Yeah, kind of. But you're actually collecting parts to your ship. But, like, that wasn't, that wasn't clear to me. I was like, what am I doing? No, it, no, you're right. It yeah. wasn't. We made that clear when we, uh, when we covered the first one, for sure. Yeah, so I was like, I mean, I don't know. I knew, like, okay, this one, get to the end of the level, stop humans, rap a little bit. Uh, and you know, Colin, what do you think? Do you agree with Kevin? Do you agree with the Kevin who's totally not a D pad? Did, <laughs> did you call me a D pad? What does that mean? I didn't call you a D pad. I said totally not. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know what that means. Is all like <laughs> you're a D pad? Oh, I, I hope not. <laughs> Goddamn analog stick. Uh, analog stick that's a good one that's right <laughs> photosynthesis d-pad analog stick no you're a joystick that's what it was oh, it wasn't sorry. An analog yeah. stick. excuse me yeah i like bringing people joy <laughs> with my stick uh, how dare you besmirch my insult <laughs> <laughs> anyways colin did you do you agree with kevin uh not necessarily i mean i i like this game enough i, I still like the first one more just for the 90s nostalgia but in this one i i can see why it would one would consider it better because there there's more variation to the gameplay this time around because mm-hmm. you're you can actually throw stuff you can you're capturing humans you're searching bushes and trees and go to bonus levels and such yeah i can see where the more appeal would be there and plus the the animation and art style are more detailed this time around. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But in exchange, there's really not much variety to the Earthlings. 
I mean, in the first game, there were lots of different enemies and characters to come across. Although That's the, env- the environments were very plain looking. But this time, the environments are more details, but the enemies have less variety. Okay. I agree with Kevin. What? I am? Yeah. I like uh, Panic on Funkatron more than the first one. I'm with you. I, I I second everything you said. I think it is more clear. Um, I think it's more user-friendly. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's much more colorful and uh, better to look at. Um easier to play your your goal is clear uh oodles of funkiness is what i wrote in my <laughs> that was a phrase i never so. thought i'd hear but okay <laughs> did you guys know there was a third one yes um vaguely yes i wanted to play it and i think it's more like the first one if i remember or is it well apparently it sold like shit so bad on the xbox that it closed oh, no. the studio down <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that was the one with that weird hip-hop girl on the cover, and I remember looking at that and going... Oh, I think so, yeah. I had to, lo- I had to look it up. It's expensive now, I think. I bet it is, because it's a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the expensive games are. Yeah, the expensive ones are always, like, the worst ones. Yeah. Like, why do you want that? <laughs> There's a couple exceptions. Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked this, this, uh, this game. It was a, it was a chill experience. Um, it wasn't as frustratingly... Uh, unclear, like the like the uh, like the first the original game, mm-hmm. but I'm with you. I'm with you, Colin. When when you when you're talking about variety of the enemies, I think that's what definitely sets these two games apart from each other. Yeah, at least I... from a gameplay perspective. So. Yeah, definitely. Because really, with these enemies, all you've got are. These people are running around, occasionally throwing stuff at you, and some of them have cameras that paralyze you with the flash, but that's really as far as it goes. As in real life. Ha. <laughs> yeah, your soul is stolen. Mm, that is a fact. True. I pl- Science proved <laughs> it. I played Fatal Frame once. <laughs> so, did, so did we. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. passed this game. Yeah, I do. I like, I like it. I might have... I might have liked this one a little more if I'd had more time and energy to spend with it, but like I said, these past couple of weeks have been a real ah, a real funny. blur for me. How dare you? So I'll give it a pass, but I might not go back to it. Might just take another run at the first game for my fix of nineties nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But for uh, anyone that wants well, to play the new it. one just came out. Ooh, yeah, right. I might check that out. You know, I saw back I, from Japan. I saw the gameplay of the new one, and I'm not saying it's bad because I don't I haven't played it, but it just looks weird, like loose. It looks weird like how? like like the art style doesn't look like it's done. I don't know how to describe. It. Like everything is kind of loose and floaty, and I, I don't hmm. know. Have you? If you, it, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I don't know how to describe. I got to, it. I got to play it the other day too. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. It, I mean, the gameplay is probably just like the first one from what it looks like, but the art style. It's exactly like the first one. Yeah, the art. You, oh, yeah. you would, you would almost assume that it's a remaster of the first one. Yeah, the, it just, the <laughs> art just looks real weird. And for some reason, they decided to make sure you saw, uh, Earl's butt crack, uh, in his shorts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> which was weird, too. I was like, that's, somebody was assigned to do that. I do, I do. When you're when you're Earl in uh, the second one here, I do like how he shakes his hips real hard when he's shaking the tree. Yeah, he does. Back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. 
Good game? Yeah, yeah. I only played Goofy as Toe Jam. Toe Jam I found pr- kind of hard to play because he was just so much quicker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? And you had to be careful going around the levels because those fucking humans getting in your way all the time. Dicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. All right. <clears throat> all right. My second pick was a game titled Cool Spot. Which I swear we've talked about before. We have not. <laughs> according we to, might have mentioned it, but we didn't your cover notes. it. Yeah, well, I have all the games listed in the latest little document, so we have not covered this game. Mm. came out on the Super Nintendo, the Sega Genesis, the Game Boy, and the Game Gear. Runs for about $10. Developed and published by Virgin Games, which we're tending to cover more games from Virgin yeah. uh, than I thought we'd ever do. Uh, they've made more games than I thought they did. That's for sure. Virgin is 90s <laughs> as fuck, you could say. You might say that. Uh, It was originally released in 93. Uh, The handhelds I mentioned just earlier, uh, they came out a year later, so they were ports. Mm. Um, Again, it runs for about 10 bucks. It's not not expensive. It is a basic platformer. You are the basically the seven up red spot uh, that's on, you know, all the all the soda cans, which I didn't understand was a mascot before, by the way. So, technically, Spot is only a mascot in this game little universe. It's not actually the mascot for 7-Up. Okay, I was going to say, like, before Cool Spot, I was like, this 7-Up has a mascot? So, if if you look up Fido Dido, F-I-D-O-D-I-D-O. Okay. Never heard of it. Okay. The name you might not might not have heard of, but if you uh, if you Google the character and and uh, look up what he looks like, he was the main mascot during the '90s and still to this day. He's he's kind of like a character out of Doug, kind of deal. Oh yeah. Look, has the skateboard type character, the baggy pants and everything. He's got the spaghetti hair. Okay. Okay. Because I, I didn't recognize okay, the name yeah. either. Okay. But I recognize the, the look. Yeah, I see, now. I knew, I knew, I knew it. You're like, oh yeah, I've seen this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know he had a name. Yeah, yeah, that's his name, Fido Dido, <laughs> Fido Dido. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Still, so, it's a, uh, it's a weird world we live in when a small portion of a soft drink logo gets its own video game. <laughs> <laughs> this was the this was the '90s, and there were a lot of licensed games like this. I remember uh, the Domino's one, um, the Noid on the NES. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Oh, I played that one. So anyways, we're talking <laughs> about Cool Spot. So you're this little spot with arms and legs, and you run around uh, just your basic levels. You collect uh, various red spots uh, around the level. You just platform around until you get your spot percentage or your cool percentage. I think it's uh, I think it says Cool Spot percentage on there up to a certain amount. And um, that's how, you, and then and then you can go to the end of the level at the lo- usually located at the right hand side, as far right as you can go, and you just move on to the next one, and that's the whole game, really. <laughs> so what did everyone think? Yeah, I I I kind of like this one. I mean, it's uh, it was it was honestly surprising how solid it ended up being. I mean, it's kind of generic as platformers go. But it does enough right that I enjoyed playing it. Mm-hmm. Of course, right off the bat, the same this game has the same problem with the camera that Cold Shadow had, in that when you change direction, the camera jolts right to the other side. Yeah, I really hate that about 
uh, older games. Uh, I noticed that as well. Yeah, it just has the potential to make the player motion sick. And I also noticed Cool Spot himself walks kind of slow. I mean, it's almost faster to just jump everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree, agree. But I, I do like that you can fire the... Because you, you throw bubbles as your main attack. Yeah, the, the, the soda bubbles. Yeah. I did like that attack. That was super fun. Yeah. And I like that you can throw it in uh, eight directions as opposed to just four, <laughs> which is very handy. And I also like that easier. when you die, you can still keep all the all the spots you've collected up to that point, which mm-hmm. makes it way less frustrating. Also true. Yeah. But it is kind of funny how when you knock the shell off a hermit crab, you see him in boxer shorts. Yep. Yeah, there, there's some of your 90s humor there. Make make the character naked kind of deal. Make yeah. him naked by adding clothes to them. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I'm I'm kind of a sucker for... Because this, this game takes place on like a Florida beach type setting, and I'm always kind of a sucker for that kind of Well, it takes place aesthetic. in a bunch of places like that's the one spot i knew they were gonna do even before like the first time i played this game because it was like soda beach 90s got it um (laughs) but like then it was like generic platforming levels of like oh woodshop science level sure like what are we gonna (laughs) do it's fucking kind of in like an yeah then then you kind of get in like an attic character and there's rats and you're like oh okay pirate ship because soda's (laughs) soda scurvy got it Ha. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You need your you need your lemon and lime. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't quite I didn't quite play that far. Oh. It's a <laughs> You didn't really need to. Yeah. You weren't missing it. The thing anyway. is like Cool Spot's a good game, but that's the thing. It's just like it it does cool, you know, platforming stuff pretty well. That's it. It's not great. The way I describe games like this is kind of like Arrow the Acrobat. We covered that on the cast before. The game's harmless. Yeah. There's nothing inherently wrong about it, but the, but it's uh, I've been using I've been using this uh this analogy lately. I'm pretty sure I heard this from a comedian like decades ago. But uh, this game is like a Honda Civic. It's reliable, but not inspiring. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. It's it's sense. it's one of those games when I like every time I got my cartridge collection up, I'm always like I gotta have a cool spot. Why? Well, oh, I just fucking do. I like it. <laughs> Uh, He's got some sick sunglasses on. He does. Yeah. Um, Spot's got a weird history. The next game was kind of weird, and then the, also the Game Boy game of this was weird. There was four. Well, there's games. Yeah, Cool Spot games. There was there's three sequels to this. Well, there was Spot, which was just Othello on NES. Then there was the Cool Spot. Okay. And then the, I think the Game Boy Cool Spot is literally McKids. It's not Cool Spot. Oh. It's McKids. Weird. Yeah, they just reskinned it. It's fucking weird. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then uh Spot goes to Hollywood is like some weird isometric platformer. I have heard of, I I have heard of that one. That one was uh apparently atrocious. Yeah. We might we might have to play it. It's that. not. And see we did. How's that? <laughs> I'm very curious about it yeah. now. <laughs> so yeah, Spot's good. Um it really is harmless. It's like the pretty much okay platformer of the 90s. So, it, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's yeah, just I, okay. This was way better than it had any right to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just found it so bland. It was bland '90s AF. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you figure out the bonus levels? Did you ever get to one? Better question. Yeah, those were cool because you 
you get um you get into a bonus level, and what it is is you're in a giant Seven Up bottle, and you use the carbonation bubbles to uh, to jump up to higher levels, and you collect all the spots in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I think the bonus level is my f- favorite favorite level in the game that I got to play. So, hmm. cool spot, boys and boys and girls. Cool spot, <laughs> cool man. Now the main question is: Did you? Find yourself wanting a seven up upon playing this? Uh, no, because that's the last lemon lime soda I go for. <laughs> Are you a Sierra Mist fellow? Okay, Sierra Mist might actually be the last one. Let me uh, take that uh-huh. back because I forgot that okay. existed. <laughs> 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 All right, that answers that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a sprite guy. I prefer RC lemon lime. Is that a thing? RC lemon. I per- I prefer the local grocery store's lemon and lime drink. My uh my local dollar <laughs> store has a uh, stars and stripes. Alrighty, so uh, I guess I pass it. You know, I'm not thrilled about it, but I'll pass it. Ga- it was harmless. Game exists. It exists. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right, Colin. I just give it barely a pass. I pr- it's playable, but I probably won't go back to it. No, nah, no, nah, I don't think so either. Colin, your two picks. Alrighty. Go for it. First is Skate or Die on the NES. Die, 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 die. <laughs> skate or die. Die, 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 die. I think that's the most the most thing we're gonna take from that stupid game. <laughs> it's the only thing I cared about that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Colin. You were going to tell us about Skater Die? <laughs> yeah. All right. It was developed by Electronic Arts and Konami. This ah. is a Konami did the NES version, and Electronic Arts did the PC version. And it was published by Electronic Arts and Ultra Games. Released in 1988 on various computer systems, including Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, MS DOS, and later in the year on NES. And I think I goofed picking this one. It was supposed to be 90s games, but this came out in the 80s. Look, you got, the, you got the message across, trust me. It, it, it was very 90s, don't worry. So, it is the late 80s, so that's practically the 90s. The, the sequel was like the same game, and it came out in 1990, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Good thing we're... We'll forgive you. Skater Die 2, right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I picked this one for two reasons. One, when I was visiting my family out in Alberta over 25 years ago, holy shit, I'm old. <laughs> one of my one of my aunts had the sister game Ski or Die, which I remember to this day. I still that remember exists. I still remember the snowball fight mini game and how sometimes an opponent would pop up right in front of you, get hit him in the face and then he'd just see his eyes poking cartoonishly through the snow. <laughs> that always made me laugh. And the second reason is my brother was really into skateboarding from high school to his mid to late 20s. He even made a few skateboard videos with his friends. Skateboarding, rollerblading, those were everything of the 90s. No yeah, doubt. for sure. Why are the only options yeah. skating or dying? <laughs> uh, well, Kevin, in the long past, in the, in the, in the long, long ago... Yes. When you were on the boardwalk in California. Oh, I was. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. We all were. We were there. We were all there. We were all there. We were. We had our sick rollerblades, leather jacket, pants too big. 
Way too big. <laughs> police officer chasing us from behind because, get off the pier, kids! Ah! <laughs> You're also carrying a boombox. Absolutely, boombox uh, with the CD player attachment. As I was skateboarding. Yeah. Never fell. As you were, as you were, as you were skateblading. Skateblading. <laughs> wow, I do remember those days. <laughs> yeah. Now, game's good. There's a lot negative to say about this game, but I will start with one positive thing. Oh. It's on the menu screen. You can move a cursor around, and the mohawk mm. guy on the screen will say different things depending on what you're pointing at. And you can even point onto his mouth, and he'll say, Do your folks know what you're doing? <laughs> That's weird. I did not know that. That's weird. That, That's means, so... that certainly means something. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't want this game. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I'm I pretty pl- sure this game like set the standard for a lot of the Tony Hawk games that came later in the 90s. Yeah, those are definitely much better than this. I only played this one for about half an hour. There's really not much to it. The controls aren't very good. They're sluggish at best, and at worst, they're unintuitive and unresponsive. I mean, I tried practice mode on the high jump section, and even with an instruction manual, I couldn't figure out how to do an actual jump for the life of me. Hit all (laughs) the buttons and directions, but couldn't get the character to do anything. And the the pool jousting thing, where you're you're like going on a half pipe in a pool, with a the pool jousting was atrociously frustrating and it's broken. Yeah, the perspective is completely off, and you can't tell where your character is relative to your opponent. Can't land hits for the life of you, even on the easiest difficulty. The only mini game I could do anything with was the downhill time attack, and even then, turning is very sluggish and accelerating is pretty over-responsive. Yeah, uh, that one in particular was probably the the most fun, but even then, it was awful still because anytime you want to turn, you basically ha- your your character has to come to almost a complete stop, and yeah. then you can move along. Not to yeah. mention that there's another dude on on the course with you trying to fuck you at all times. <laughs> Yeah, and you have to hammer on the on the D-pad to get it, get your guy to do anything. Kevin. Hello. Did you skate or die? I died, actually. <laughs> we all died a little bit inside. Fucking hate yes, this game. Did. It's really bad. I yeah. tried out every mode about twice. Why? And then I go, because <laughs> I was like, the first time, maybe I just don't get it. The second time. No, I definitely get it. It's just bad. <laughs> yeah. The only good thing about this game, actually, I remember testing it when we took it in the NES at the game store I was working at. And I was like, wow, the sound in this game is actually really good, and then nothing else. <laughs> so There's a reason why this game's like five bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's just, this game is not that great. Makes me it wish might. I'd chosen California games instead. That's not no. better. How is that better? Why would you do that? California games doesn't even have the intro theme. Because I played it on the Commodore growing up. That's why. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so my well, notes. My five-year-old mind didn't know that. <laughs> my notes. I wrote simply, "It's an eight-bit X games that sucks ass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that about sums it up. Yeah. All right. I fail this. It's easy. Get out of here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do Major anything fail. else. Let's play an, any game that could be better. This is not a segue foreshadowing something. <laughs> and, what do you got for us, Colin? Yeah. What's your second pick? What was the great second game you picked? <laughs> Home Improvement. What the Power fuck, Colin? On the Super Nintendo. What did I just <laughs> <say>? <laughs> You're supposed uh-huh. to go. Uh? What? No, no. What did I just ask you to do? <laughs> Colin, you've really upset Kevin here. You're gonna have to apologize for him. You might have to improve his home. No. <laughs> my work here is done. <laughs> I'd like to announce my resignation from the podcast. Um, it's been, it's been a resignation. It's been a great. It's Ooh, been a bonus. great time. <laughs> you got to start your car. Yes. I said not reignition. You fucking idiot. <laughs> oh boy what is this fucking game Colin <laughs> please tell us inform the audience okay this was for once I didn't have the two worst picks <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it was developed by Imagineering and published by Absolute Entertainment and Released on November 1994 on the Super Nintendo, and there was apparently going to be a Genesis version, but it got canceled. Probably for Can't the imagine why. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked this one because my family loved watching the actual show growing up, or my dad did at least, since he's the it handyman was, of the family. It was definitely one of the more popular shows. Uh, it ran essentially the entire decade. I think it started in 91, ended in 99. Yeah, like yeah. Week. So... Yeah, very 90s, for sure. Everything about it was 90s, the whole show, even the humor. Yeah, I liked bits and pieces of the show, like the whole man's kitchen segment or the man's bathroom on the tool time show in the show. Mm -hmm. The rest I didn't really care much about. Mm. So what kind of game did we get? Yeah, what? We got a very (laughs) shitty Bionic Commando slash Contra clone. Ah, that's what you... That's what it reminded you of. Contra? Okay. Yeah, how dare you? No, there's yeah. another game on this list that reminds us of Contra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're getting there. It's just the fact that you can fire in eight directions that makes it like Contra. Okay. okay. Right. But there's way going. less accuracy. Fun. fun fact, this game did not come with an actual instruction manual. Instead, it was a fake manual that when you open it, there's a sticker on the inside that, that reads, Real men don't need instructions. <laughs> A game after my own heart. <laughs> nice and meta about itself. Yeah, yeah. well, maybe. You know, I, I've seen the picture of the instruction booklet, and there's clearly something started under there, and I want to only imagine that they paid some, not even paid, just made some poor intern type this, and then go, wow, that's really descriptive, and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're letting you go. Yeah. <laughs> Get me coffee, kid. <laughs> Put some big batteries on that for horsepower. Yeah. I'm getting you coffee. Mm. I know what the fuck I said. <laughs> you know what I said. Put some batteries in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> this one reminded me of a lame pitfall game, just with power tools. Oh yeah, because okay. pitfall home improvement. Pitfall, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, pitfall. I played pitfall. I've right? played pitfall. I'm just like, okay, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I played Pitfall. I once video gamed. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not a big fan of these platforms that are like the level is 
kind of a mishmash and figuring out where the fuck to go is the whole point. It was a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what Pitfall and I think Flashback kind of started with it, but they actually had rhyme and reason yeah. to going about the levels. This one didn't have that. No, and the thing is, like, the premise of it is just weird. It's like, oh, the tools are on a different set, and all these sets are apparently trying to kill us for reasons... Which I know is yeah. You're on uh, you're on film sets, yeah. Which uh, yeah. you know, real dinosaurs are in for some reason. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Well, Shut it's, up. It's got a neat idea of the gimmick behind it all. I get it. It just wasn't executed at all. Yeah, you need. Like, yeah. There was no execution behind it. It was just it felt slapped together. Right, and they, yeah, they it was borrowing all kinds of different mechanics from different games I, and not delivering very well on any of them. Yeah, and I understand you need something to do to make a platformer about the show, but also maybe just fucking don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cash grab. Oh, it's the definition. It was, yeah, it was definitely a cash grab. I mean, my. My comparison to Bionic Commando comes from the fact that you have a grappling hook that you can swing across gaps with or pull yourself up onto platforms above you, but it's not executed nearly as well as Bionic Commando. No. I thought the tool upgrades, uh, speaking of the grappling hook, were, were pretty neat, at least, like the chainsaw and the flamethrower. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I, I agree. The, the The control execution was very frustrating. It just doesn't It just doesn't work. There were a lot yeah. of leap of faiths that I fucking hated in this game, too, which is, like, one of the biggest things I hate in platformers. Yeah. I, yeah, not couple... even Lion King and Jungle Book had leaps of faith. Yeah, because it's yeah. just bad. Like... And I mean, couple that with how slippery the, oh the level traversal can Everything. be. It's... The camera, like, snapping back and forth thing. We seem to have a lot of issues with lately. We got a th- we definitely got a theme with within the theme here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also borrowing from Sonic the Hedgehog in that your health is tied to the nuts and bolts you collect. You get hit, you lose all of them with them flying in all directions, so you can collect some of them after <laughs> to get some health back. So as long as you have one nut bolt thing whatever yeah <laughs> you always gotta keep one nut. you always gotta keep one nut. <laughs> just gotta you just gotta have that in your back pocket and you're like oh <laughs> oh i have <laughs> 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 oh there goes my nut <laughs> uh, i can only imagine that's the sound the tool man taylor makes when making sweet love to his what was his wife's name in that chat i don't remember jolene uh, maybe jolene there we go did either of you find yourself getting stuck yes. on level one because of that stupid dinosaur? Yes. yes. Fuck this I game. I didn't get past it. I, just I, I played like an hour of this game and I said, I'm never getting this hour back. I need to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the most like disappointing realization is you go, oh, I beat the level. Okay, now I'll go to a new set. No, it's just the same set again. Which I just I get the same th- theme of the set, like from a level creation perspective, I guess. Like, yeah, we 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 play a lot again. You know, there you're not just gonna play one <laughs> volcano level, right? You're gonna play three variations of the volcano level, but you're on level one for so fucking long that you get so sick of being on that set, and the variation you knew wasn't going to change. Right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, oh. Did anyone get to any kind of boss fight? Nope. Okay. No. All right, great. 
So there's no bosses, got it. I, yeah, I don't think there is. No, I just, no I'm just going to believe it. that there isn't because who would who would do that? Who would make a boss in this game? What would the boss be? Pam Anderson's tits? Who knows? <laughs> I was actually really confused on what you're supposed to do at the levels because um, I went through that whole opening sequence, which was really long. Uh, and yeah, it says, oh, your tools are missing. Go find them on the sets, whatever. Like, okay, I got to go find the tools. Uh, so I thought those were... The upgrades, like, oh, I found the chainsaw, so I can get past this other section of the level, you know, aka, like, the dinosaur. Now I have a, a powerful enough tool to defeat it. Makes sense in my head. But you're actually... It took me a long time to realize I'm actually finding crates spread across the level. Yeah. Yep. That was that was Not sad, the tools that the game tells you to find. Yeah, that took me a while, too. Oh, I see, I see what, what you mean. What are we doing here? Yeah. I will say it does have some good graphics. Like the environments are detailed and the sort of the sprites. I guess, but that doesn't really (laughs) save the game. Yeah. And the the soundtrack is pretty bland. I mean, I got sick of the first level's music pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah. You know how much this game goes for? Way too much. What's that? Forty-two dollars minimum. Oh my. Gosh. What the Why? fuck, Colin? <laughs> hey, you wanted 90s, I gave you 90s. I yeah, didn't I know what it. I was asking for. Not like <laughs> this. Well, well then needless- be more careful next time, hmm? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need Needless to say, I'm I'm failing home home improvement. Yeah. Home improvement failed fail. itself. I think the bet I think the best thing we got out of it was the game grumps playthrough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll have to go watch that. I didn't realize they did that to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of things to themselves over there. That's a good point. That's a really good that point. They do. Uh, Two out of ten. Speaking speaking of like horrible games, I just recently rewatched uh, the entire Markiplier uh, getting over it with Bennett Foddy playthrough. Oh uh, yeah. It's so funny. Just the, the levels of rage he reaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's very entertaining, and he did it to himself too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Kevin, you have two picks now. Our last two picks of the podcast. Hell fucking yeah. Boogerman, a pick and flick adventure, which is on Genesis and Super Nintendo. Um, Obviously, I see you put the prices here. Fucking Nintendo tax, am I right? Mm, Pretty much. Uh, Made by Interplay. It's an Earthworm gym-like game where the level layout is... What the hell did you write? Where the level layout of control scheme is quite similar. The level layouts and the control scheme oh, are similar to the, Earthworm the, Gym. Yeah. yeah, the thing you... Just typos. I see that. Okay. Uh, you you attack enemies by flicking boogers, farting at them, burping at them. A lot of colorful sprites, especially if you like the color green. Uh, and your health bar <laughs> is tied to your character's <laughs> My favorite cape. color. Yeah. It's actually... That is my favorite color, too. We share some commonalities. Uh, <laughs> your health bar is tied oh, to your... Oh, you're dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me fart on you, girl. Uh, your health bar is tied to your character's cape. Oh, my God. We're pl- 90s. I'll spit up my water with that. <laughs> it's the 90s. So what do you do That's today? what people are into, I thought. <sighs> anyway, I actually had no idea that your uh, your health was tied to your character's cape at first. Um, it took me a while to get into that. Uh, very, it's not the best platformer, but it's... It's 90s, all right. 
Sure is. I don't know. I thought the game was kind of unique. Like, you're a janitor who essentially decides, I'm going to save the world because I know basic maintenance. Uh, and the, you're <laughs> kind of traveling in these under, is it underground areas. I don't even know what that was. Mm, I mean, there were wacky little worlds. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there was like sewer. The, anything gross related, sewers and whatnot. It was. Yeah. Yeah, this game. It kind of just went with like boogers. That's the theme. Anything want to got anything else? That's good enough. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> Like, oh, there's also burping, burping and farting yeah. and hawking loogies. You know, things that janitors don't want to deal with, but this guy was like, no, no. This is my arsenal. Uh, oh, you can also flush yourself down toilets. You can, which gets you to some bonus levels, which, if I remember right, one bonus level sent me back to the beginning of a level. Oh, I know what you're, I know yeah. what you're talking about. I just didn't write that down. I can't yeah, quite the, remember. The, the use of bonus areas in this game was kind of questionable. It did, like, the Bubsy thing where, like, well, uh, you it's failed at this bonus level, I see. It'd be a shame if you went all the way back. All the, the Bubsy way. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> minus that, honestly, I think this game's pretty okay. Um, it just didn't have the highest budget, clearly. But it was... No. No, it was fun. Uh, there were some sound sprites... That were even good on the Genesis, which I found impressive. But that's uh, I did play I did play Vol- both <coughs> versions of myself, and before I I say anything, uh, we did get a new follower on Mixer, Gross Ooh. Beast. Wow, <laughs> two six six six. That's very fitting to the podcast. I wish it, I wish it was the Boogerman. Maybe he is the Boogerman. <laughs> the Boogerman. Are you the, the Boogerman, sir? <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, it, um, the game was okay. Um, I'm not. I, I like playing it, but, like, it's more of a novelty of, wow, this is unique and gross. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a game I'm dying to beat or see the ending of, but I'll, I'll turn it on, pop it on for a little bit. Um, but it's kind of a one-trick pony of, yep, that's boogers. <laughs> you know? I didn't find I didn't find the game in, uh, incredibly difficult, really. Uh, I did get to play both versions, and I thought the music and... On the Genesis version was much better. Yeah, um, it just kind of fit better. It's kind of the Earth Earthworm Jim effect. So what is it? You, you just, you just, you just feel the the music and the tones and how the Genesis puts it out just fits the tone of just this goofy, quirky little grossness of a game kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did. I did like. I really liked the uh, the sprites and the sprite animations in the game. They're oh, very yeah. detailed. Uh, Everything ranging from him uh, him climbing to his standstill animation, where he'd like stand there, pick his nose, and then put it in his mouth. You're like, <laughs> uh, to to uh, uh, holding a uh, power attack, whether it's farting or burping, and his stomach grows and grows and grows until he finally lets one out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the word you're looking for is if you don't. And it, yeah, and if you don't let it out enough, it just it's just words that come across burp. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how to show off what the Genesis is capable of, Sega. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Sonic did that, but all right. <laughs> no, no, no. Booger- I mean, just how detailed the animations were. And oh, such. all right. No, Boogerman is, is the epitome of Genesis design. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's got attitude. Uh, does it, it sure does. I think it's just got hygiene problems. It's not really attitude. It's got hygiene problems. Yeah, yeah. You did see like in the uh, in the sewer levels, you saw the sewer caps having 
tongue lips and tongues out with the <laughs> with the green slime coming. Yeah, you're right, Kevin. There was a lot of green in this game. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, hey, you a know what color burgers green. are? Green. They're green. <laughs> like Celsius. It came out in ninety four, so it was it was later in the it was it was at the end of the Genesis lifespan, uh, especially the Super Nintendo lifespan. So maybe that's why it's more expensive. The Super Nintendo was on its way out. It's fucking Nintendo tax. Uh, don't don't 64. lie to me. Well, well, no, well, no. That's what happened. That's what happened with a lot of games. Like if they come out in the last year of the console before the the new one comes out, those copies are few and far between because they only have that one initial year mm. to come out or less. Well, it, had, it had a couple years because ninety six was any or n sixty four. Yeah, and this this came out ninety five. Oh, if they said ninety four, sorry. Well, the Genesis version came out in 94. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Something so, about uh, the Genesis makes it seem more for this game. Could be more like absolutely. adulty. I don't, I don't really feel like this game fits on Super Nintendo as well. Yeah. Like, like if I if I look at my library of, of games in front of me and I, and I put the Genesis ones side by side to the Super Nintendo, definitely Boogerman would, def- would, would gravitate towards the Genesis for sure with... The attitude the console had. <laughs> um, I, I didn't really have much problem with this game. Yeah, I thought I thought the whole grossness factor in it trying to be, you know, comical about it all was just in your face too much. But that's a, all I had. That's that's really the only negative. I really liked how your your hit your hit and health uh, was tied to the cape, and it would change color. Yeah, I really like that. That was a it's, it's just a nice little touch, rather than just a percentage or meter or something. Yeah, wasn't there yeah. a um, that's that, that's a Mar- that's a Mario trick? You know, he gets smaller. Just simple visual things. Now the meter in the top left, I believe there was like a strand of booger. Yeah, I thought that was your life. <laughs> yeah, I thought so for yeah, a while. So too. I don't really know what that does still. I think that's like your ammo meter for how many boogers you can flick. Oh, see, I was more that worried that like I was every time I did that, I was taking away from my health. <laughs> so what? You were stopping burping all the time? Yeah, actually. Yeah, pulling your pants down, farting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Well, the Genesis version runs for about eighteen bucks. The Super Nintendo version runs for forty-eight dollars, generally. So. Uh, yeah. I think I think the choice is clear. Um, I'm gonna pass Boogerman a pick and flick adventure. Yeah, I give it a pass too. Not really much to complain about. The platforming can be a little slippery at times, and the overly heroic voice of Boogerman himself is can be a little obnoxiously loud. <laughs> I would like to uh, uh, yeah. compare this to a Honda Civic, uh, but with a lot of garbage in it. <laughs> what? It's reliable. It's just in- but nothing it's special. Just clean your car up. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of <laughs> gross. <laughs> We're really harping on those Honda Civic uh, analogies today. <laughs> the Red Leaf Retrocast sponsored by Honda Civics. That would be something. Vroom. <laughs> 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 As featured in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, what's, what's the last game we're covering here? Fucking Dinosaurs for... Uh, I can't speak. Dinosaurs? Dinosaurs for fire. Uh, Dinosaurs for hire for the Genesis. Uh, it is a game based on the late 80s and 90s comic book, and it is a uh, 
pick three between three dinosaurs, and it's pretty much contra with dinosaurs. Uh, it's you wrote dull and boring. I disagree. I think this game's cool as hell. <laughs> this game's fucking awesome, man. I don't know what you're wrong with you. It's a fucking contra with dinosaurs. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, Why do you hate fun? <laughs> well, it's uh Yeah, it's another Sega game published, Malibu Interactive, came out in 93, late 93. Um to coincide with the comic book series cuz it was rebooted in the early 90s. So so why do you hate fun? So So I don't hate the game. I just found it pretty pretty standard and it was just taking a lot from the contra formula where you just get regular guns. Uh, you even have a spread shot which was directly from contra. Uh even the boss battles were seeming seemingly directly from contra, but those were cool cuz they were taking up the whole screen. They were very interesting. I played a few of them actually. I played through a few bosses, so I didn't. I did give this game a real good try. Just the uh, the trek along the levels were just so uninteresting to me. Just so standard. It was just oh, you're in a city, so you jump. But you're a jump on mother this, jump on fucking this, jump on dinosaur. There's no <laughs> enemy variation either. It's neither is Contra. Stino. But Contra is a Contra was more side-scrolling action rather than this open level design that we seem to be again just like all the other games it's an open level design and if the level itself is just bland then you just get bored doing it then that's what i that's what i felt uh playing this i disagree i think this game's fucking lit just wasn't a lot of attitude or variation other than dinosaurs wearing leather jackets that's the most attitude you can get (laughs) but it's just the sprite it wasn't you know they 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 had no idle animation. There was no interaction with anything. Uh, your enemies just flew off the screen. I mean, if this came out, you know, five years prior, yeah, it would probably be a lot better. I, I think this was uh, this was half effort for the time. Boo! Yeah, <laughs> this game's cool, man. I, it has a funky little idea. It has a rad idea. It's a good co-op game. I just. Uh, I didn't get to play a co-op, but hey, that's more Contra. Yeah, honestly, I think this game shines in co-op. Maybe that's your issue. It just made me want to play Contra. <laughs> okay, but Contra doesn't have dinosaurs. Contra does not have dinosaurs. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It has aliens, though. It does have aliens. Does it have melee attacks? It has all the melee attacks in dinosaurs. Colin, you've been quiet at this game. No, what, I mean, does you... does Contra have melee attacks? Oh, fuck no, it doesn't. I think the later Then that's where this do? game separates itself. Contra is clearly inferior. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah yeah I, I like this game i mean not only do they have leather jackets they also have sunglasses let's not forget that which is the gotta have their sunglasses their, is the 90s oh my god this game is so cool how do you not see this <laughs> <laughs> yeah the other 90s thing is that you get your health back by eating fast food as as you should that is you're right <laughs> Yeah. So, what I what I wrote down was that already on the first level, I liked the game. Basically, Contra with a little bit of Double Dragon environment environment wise, and I think it works well. I mean, 
Like I, like we just talked about, I'm really glad there's a melee attack because some enemies get so close you just can't shoot them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with some of the gun, gun attacks. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty frustrating at first. And the character sprite is pretty big and most of the enemies are a lot smaller. Although I guess that makes it a little more realistic because dinosaurs are huge yeah, and humans are not. Because you're a motherfucking <laughs> dinosaur. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. The environments are kind of standard, but I like them. I mean, they're detailed and pleasing to the eye, and they don't look plain. But I think Subway Part B is where the difficulty really ramps up with this game, because you've got all these tiny gun turrets shooting from every different direction, and it's really hard to shoot them accurately. Plus, it's a little hard to avoid all the bullets when your sprite is so big. I don't feel like those bullets should have done as much damage. Like, they should have been, like, minor annoyances, but... They were kind. Of, they were yeah, kind of I a agree. mess. Like, if they're gonna, you make think it, the you think the health should have been uh, much more lenient. Like in um, what's the game I'm thinking of? Rampage, for example. Yeah, where your other yeah, because you're a giant monster giant and like dinosaurs have giant kaiju's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dinosaurs have thick, leathery skin, allegedly. So like, allegedly. Why uh, why 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 am I dying from a bullet here? Stop it. <laughs> so yeah, one. One big annoyance I had was with how finicky the game was with jumping off of the ladders. It seemed to only do it properly when it wanted to. Yes, uh, that is true. Yeah. And there was a, there was a lot of thing, a lot of quirky little bugs I came across in this. Uh, I fell through platforms more often than I would have liked. For example, the ladder thing definitely came up a lot. Uh, right. Hit detection was odd. That's why I kind of had an issue with the melee but think i'm glad it was there rather than not there that's that's a positive at least mixed <laughs> in with a negative yeah what'd you guys think of the boss fights because that was my favorite thing about the game for sure yeah, i not even did close. not get that far oh dude they take up the whole screen you fight like a giant turtle <laughs> well i do not have unlimited time thank you very much <laughs> I mean, get it's al- like you beat the first level and it's there. Get unlimited time. <laughs> it's a cheat code. I would if I could. What if I could? <laughs> I kind of so what's wish... the verdict? Oh. I was what's say, the verdict? Uh, pass. Pass? I, I absolutely pass it. Did I have to say it? I mean, yeah. Oh, just for the sake. Pa- yeah. Passes fuck then. Okay. Colin, <laughs> did you did you have one more thing you wanted to say? Uh, just that I kind of wish the there was more variety to the music. I mean, the only on the levels I played, I only heard one single track. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the game lacked variety. Uh, I'm going to pass it, but reluct- reluctantly. <laughs> I, I do see a lot of merit in it, and it's it's definitely got at least attitude in the characters uh, cuz you're a fucking stegosaurus with a gatling gun at one point but or a tyrannosaurus hey. or a t-rex yeah uh again i it's just my personal opinion i, I just found it kind of boring if you're going to rip off contra then at least do it better <laughs> <laughs> which they didn't yeah anyways okay so our six games we covered from top to bottom Toe Jam and Earl 2, Panic on Funkatron, Cool Spot from 7 Up, 
<laughs> Skate or die. <laughs> die, 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 die. Home improvement. Boogerman, a pick and flick adventure. And dinosaurs for hire. <laughs> Colin, favorite, least favorite. Uh, I think favorite is Boogerman. Mm-hmm. Just because it was it was the most solid, it was the most fun, it had the best visuals and animations. Sure, it has a whole lot of immature, gross-out humor, and I'm not normally a fan of it, but here, I, I didn't mind it so much. It could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's my number one of the cast. And as for least favorite, Skate or Die. Die, Although die, Home die, Improvement's die. a close second. <laughs> I mean, Home Improvement was at least bad in an interesting way. Skate or Die was just boring. You did get a flamethrower in, flamethrower in Home Improvement, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Favorite least favorite. Favorite dinosaurs for hire. Just, it's the most unique, honestly. That's mostly why. Um, it's not u- unique. It's, it's like Contra. fucking unique. It's got dinosaurs, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I would say I still say it's my favorite. Whether or not you like it, and sorry that you hate fun. Uh, my least favorite. Just Colin is my least favorite. Both of his games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pick a game. I pick you. I pick, no. <laughs> oh, you're breaking my heart, man. Uh, I'd probably go skate or die. Honestly, uh, home improvement while shitty. Um, I don't know, skater, skater die, I just did not love at all. <laughs> all right. We do get a new Twitch follower, by the way, Ordelion. Thank awesome. you for the follow. What up, nerd? Yeah. Uh, my favorite would have been, uh, would be Boogerman, a pick and flick adventure. Yay. And uh, least favorite, skater die, for all the reasons Colin said. I second. So, fun stuff. If you want to join a community we have partnered up with, then head on over to Retro Twitch to join their Discord. It's a retro gaming community. Highly recommend. Lots of good people there. Lots of good streamers, retro streamers. Easy to get into via uh, going to their Twitter, twitter.com slash retrotwitch.com. R-E-T-R-O-T-W-I-T-C-H-C-O-M. And that'll get you in. Super fun thing. Uh... Things are in the works to work with the community more. Uh, so there you go. We're also uh, part of Anime Radicals. Redleaf Retrocast part of the Anime Radicals um, podcast community. Uh, hopefully to get more episodes out over there. So go check them out. Anime nice. Radicals. Just look for it. They got Twitter. They got, they got, they're on the, uh, the SoundCloud, the Spotify, all that stuff. Ah, uh, yes. The Spotify. The Spotify. But we're also on Spotify. We we're also on iTunes. Oh, yeah. What did we get on Spotify? Oh, weeks ago. Oh, June last year. Whoa! <laughs> oh wow, I <laughs> I was way off. Yeah, yeah, we've been on Spotify a long time, man. Oh, I should probably you know like put on a playlist, listen to it. <laughs> what, what do people do on Spotify? <laughs> listen, listen to stuff, music, and podcasts and whatnot. Anyways, sweet. Uh, again, we uh, we have that ongoing contest. If you're an anime. Listener, anime fan, enter the contest by leaving us an iTunes review. Uh, let us know who you are via Twitter, uh, via Twitter, or sending us an email. Everything's in the description below. Uh, gift card for High Dive. Uh, we'll we'll announce the winner 
uh, before the spring season starts. And all you got to do is let us know what brand deodorant do you use. (laughs) So our next episode is episode 40, which means it's a special episode. So we'll and have I to, can't uh, be there. Oh, oh man. no. So it's going to be a console special. Which means console Kev. Are we going to do the 3DO? Is it going to happen? <laughs> Are we going to do the ZX Spectrum? You know, I, I don't. Oh, no. I feel like you, your, your audience doesn't appreciate when you say mean things like that. <laughs> Come on, everybody! Everybody, look forward to those things. You know, we got a we got a console to pick. Uh, we got in the works for episode fifty, um, which we should get to this year in theory uh, for Console Wars episode. That'll be super fun. We've been kind of saving some games for for that one specifically. Nice, yeah. And this has been episode thirty nine. These games are nineties as fuck. And thank Rad. you for listening to the Red Leaf Retrocast. See you next time. Radical! Peace out. Nice.